Good morning ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Progressive Light of Valencia channel. In this podcast we are going to be speaking about the concept in Vedic astrology called the natural friends and enemies. Now you have to understand this from the ascendant perspective because whatever planet governs the ascendant, it looks on to the rest of the houses with a friendly perspective, a neutral perspective or an inimical perspective. Now a neutral perspective is something that you would predominantly ignore. You would think, oh okay, that doesn't concern me or I am not too worried about that or that doesn't trigger me in any way. The enemy points or the houses where they fall would be ones where you will be triggered. That particular ascendant will be triggered by those areas of life or what those houses represent. Okay, it's easier for you to follow this if you follow my YouTube channel and go and check out the playlist of friends and enemies, which is linked up in the description box. Okay, the playlist is there of all about relationships. And in that you can find uh, the whole section by ascendant, which shows chart by chart all the friends and enemies. It'll be easier to ex- understand. Oh, anyway, I will try to explain it in a in an audio format here. So, what is the friends and enemies? The natural friends and enemies are the ones you have to understand from an energetic perspective, from the soul perspective from the ascendant perspective because ascendant lies at the uh, soul lies at the ascendant point in every chart as you know as we've already discussed in the previous ones so the ascendant is where a person's soul is talking of it from a chart point of view so the planets we will be considering are all the planets which are like hard planets we are not considering Rahu or Ketu or the node points of the moon we are only considering the hard actual physical planets okay so we start from the sun for the sun the friend is moon mars and jupiter enemy is venus and saturn and neutral is mercury why you got to understand these things from a principal point of view <coughs> rather than in astrology it is all about esoteric so If you don't understand in energetic terms, it will be very confusing of what this means. Planets are not friendly or enemical at all. They are just bodies in space. But here, when we talk of Sun as friend of Moon, Mars and Jupiter, Sun is about what? We talked about the energies of the planets in the previous podcast. So Sun represents the Self. And the Self or the Soul, when it comes to the body, it assumes an ego. It assumes a posture of ego. That's where the lower self of sun is, is in the ego. The higher self becomes the soul itself. So, moon, Mars and Jupiter are friends. What does this mean? Meaning, moon provides the emotional content, the desire content. This of moon is the desire content. Mars provides the drive content. And Jupiter provides the wisdom and the abundance content. Expansion. Jupiter is interested in expanding whatever it touches whichever area of life so those are the friends of the moon because what does sun as the ego want it wants things to feel to experience moon provides the emotion mars provides the drive jupiter provides the expansion therefore they are friends 
enemy is interestingly Venus and Saturn as per Vedic texts. So Venus and Saturn, why are the enemies of the sun? Because Venus is all about beauty, is all about creating the external world. Saturn is about work in the external world. It's about giving to others. Venus is focused on creating outwardly and Saturn is focused on work in accomplishing that. It is why Venus and Saturn are always friends. The only friend of Saturn is Venus. Of course in Mercury, but we'll address that later. So, enemy is Venus and Saturn for Sun. Why? Because its Sun is focused on the self, not on others. It's that energy where one is focused upon oneself or one is focused upon the external. That's what it comes down to, folks. Neutral is Mercury for Sun because Sun doesn't bother much about intellect. Intellect can go on its own thing. It doesn't affect the ego. Next comes the Moon. The two luminaries first. Next comes the Moon. Moon, for the Moon, Sun and Mercury are friends. And it's neutral to the rest of them. Moon doesn't bother about the rest of them. It's a friend to Sun and Mercury. What's the difference between friend and neutral, you might think? The difference between friendly planets and neutral planets is that energy where you are pulled towards. Friend is where you are pulled towards that area or that aspect. And neutral is where you don't bother about it pretty much. You're like, okay, that can exist. That doesn't trigger you. It's not a trigger point or an attraction point. Friend as an attraction point, enemy as a trigger point. Just think of it like this. It becomes a lot more simpler. For the Mars, uh, Sun, Moon and Jupiter are the friends. Why? Because Sun provides the energy of the self, the ego. Moon provides the emotional content. Jupiter provides the expansion. So Mars loves that to get things done. Mars is the guy who's a soldier on the ground. He wants to get shit done. He's a get shit done kind of guy. You need a strong Mars. A person needs a strong Mars in the chart to get stuff done. They're driven by Mars. Right? People think of it as aggression. Aggression is just the aspect of Mars who is not getting his way or her way. That's when Mars becomes violent or aggressive. Okay, just think of it as the lower aspect of Mars. But anyway, Mars, wherever it's placed in the ascendant, that means we are talking about Aries and we are talking about Scorpio. For the Aries and Scorpio ascendant, the friendly signs would be in the Sun, Moon and Jupiter. That means Leo, Cancer and Sagittarius and Pisces would be their friends, wherever appears in the chart. Again, you got to look at my YouTube channel. It's really pictorial and explained well. The enemy house is Mercury. Mars is enemy with Mercury. Why is Mars enemy with Mercury? Because Mercury is all about intellect. Mercury is all about intellectual play of things, reasoning. Mars does not understand reasoning. That's what it should tell you. Mars is only interested in getting stuff done. He's an action-oriented guy. So typically for us, action-oriented is absent of intellectual understanding in this case. That's what it tells us. That's what the Vedic texts are trying to tell us. The neutral planet are Venus and Saturn. Mars doesn't bother with Venus and Saturn because they are all about external stuff getting done. 
okay, you might do all that. Mars is that funny energy between egoistic sun, the sun is the friend of Mars, and in between going outward and getting it done. That's why Mars in Scorpio can go inwards, Mars in Aries can go outwards as we saw in the previous podcast. Next on our list comes Mercury. Mercury is friends with Sun and Venus, enemy with Moon, neutral to Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. Now Mercury, as we talked about, is intellect, right? So Mercury, as an intellect, the friend is Sun and Venus. Because Venus wants to perceive things in a beautiful way. Venus is the sense of beauty, inner beauty of sen- beauty sense that we all have. I mean, what do you perceive things as beautiful or exotic or as sensual or as creative forms like art, like music, like painting, like um, any other forms of art that we have, okay, which humanity has created. It requires Venus to perceive that. Venus is the quality which helps us perceive that sense of beauty. Whereas Mercury is all about intellect. So intellect and our sense of beauty are friends with one another. Think of that for a minute. Just reflect on that. And so is the sun. Sun is the friend with Mercury. Because the sun feels itself through Mercury also. This is why people who are intellectual can become very egotistical, right? Because they think intellect is everything. I understand everything there is to to be understood about everything, right? They're very egotistical kind of people. Too much of mercury can lead to too much of sun or too much of ego. Remember, sun is the soul, but when it plays out in the body, it becomes ego, so, Sun, Mercury is enemy with the Moon. Why? Because, it, what are they trying to tell us with this? Mercury is intellect. Always go back to what it represents or what energy it brings. So, Mercury brings the energy of the intellect. Moon brings the energy of desire. It's the queen of desires. The Moon wants to give emotional content. So, what they are trying to tell us, the natural enemy of Mercury is Moon. Meaning, intellect does not like the emotional content. That's why people who have a strong Mercury in their chart or if they are Virgo and Gemini ascendants, they might be enemical to the emotional content parts of their life because they think it's all about intellect, not about emotion. This is how they play out. That's what they are trying to tell by this friends and enemies um, concept. <clears throat> Mercury is neutral to Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. Mercury does not bother about drive or expansion or about giving to others. Mercury is all about thought and where one feels the ego or where one feels the like a sense of self. You feel it in ego or you feel it in your sense of beauty. Sun and Venus. Okay, You got to reflect on all these energetically and then come to a correct picture here. Jupiter has friend as Sun, Moon and Mars. Why Jupiter wants to expand. So Jupiter, if it touches the houses of Sun, which is Leo, or Moon, which is Cancer, Mars, which is Aries and Scorpio, it will expand that. 
because it wants to feel the expansion through these vessels, the vessel of the ego, the vessel of desire and the vessel of drive. That's where Jupiter feels itself. So it's friendly to that. If Jupiter is exalted in a chart, it will look at all these houses ruled by the Sun, Leo, Moon, um, Cancer and Mars is Aries and Scorpio. Its enemy is Mercury and Venus. Why? Because Jupiter just wants expansion. It doesn't care about beauty. It doesn't care about intellect. Jupiter is all about expansion. So if you try to think too much or if you try to create too much beauty, Jupiter is not interested in these two aspects. It's neutral towards Saturn. Jupiter and Saturn are neutral towards each other, which is a, which is a good thing, I guess. Both mutually they are neutral towards one another and Venus next comes on our list is Venus Venus is a friend with Mercury and Saturn because it needs the intellect like remember Mercury was friends with Venus so they are mutually friendly to one another it's important to understand in mutual aspect moon is neutral to a lot of planets but a lot of other planets have enemy as the moon so one might look at the other as enemy, but the other is not perceived this way as enemy. It's not both ways. Okay, understand this very clearly. Otherwise, you'll be making mistakes in your reading. So, Venus understands Mercury and Saturn as a friend, which means Venus thinks I need the intellect and I need Saturn. I need to work through this puzzle. So, if you want to create beauty in this life, in the forms of art, culture, music, dance, drama, film, media, etc. You need the power of Mercury, intellect, and you need the power of Saturn. Venus will work with very nicely with both of them. It's enemy with the sun and moon, Venus. Why is that? Because Venus does not like ego. Venus does not like too much of desire. Guess what? This becomes a little different from Western astrology. Venus does not like either of these two aspects because Venus is about giving to others. That's why Venus is friendly with Saturn. Saturn wants to do work for others. It's not about ego. That's why Sun and Saturn are enemies. Why? Because Saturn knows about others. Saturn wants to give for the world. Sun wants to keep everything for itself. It wants attention to me. Saturn wants attention towards others. Yeah, but what about this person? What about that person? What about caring for the society? What about doing for giving my work away to the world? Saturn is about giving energy to the world. Okay. And it is neutral Venus towards Mars and Jupiter. It doesn't bother about drive or expansion. It just wants to work with Mercury and Saturn in creation. Whatever the friendly planets are, that's what it wants to work towards. That's the drive for the ascendant. So Venus ascendant will be Taurus and Libra. Last we come to the Saturn. So Saturn is friendly towards Mercury and Venus. Same as the Venus, Mercury and Saturn. So they are both mutually friends to each other. Venus and Saturn. So Saturn is friends with Mercury and Venus. Why? Because you need intellect for your work. And it's friendly towards Venus also. Creation of beauty. Why? Because beauty, our sense of beauty, art, drama, music, all these sense which we perceive as sense of beauty in the world. Our appreciation of the earth, of the people, of everything that we see 
touch perceived through our five senses here in the physical dimension requires a sense of beauty for us. That's what's the drive which helps us go out and create. This is why you need to be a good creator in life, in whatever you are doing. Because Saturn is, will, is going to help you. The power of Saturn is immense and it's going to help you there. It will help you create stuff. Because who is Saturn? Saturn wants to be working for others all the time. It's not about self, folks. It's about others. That's the Saturn signature right there. Enemy of Saturn is Sun, Moon and Mars because Saturn is not interested in self. It is totally opposite energy of the Sun which is all about self. Saturn wants about others. It's enemy of Moon because it is not interested in desires. It doesn't care about your personal desires. It's about helping others. It's about going outside and just doing the work. It's dry work is what Saturn is. And it is not even interested in Mars. It's an enemy of Mars. Natural enemy. Why? Because it's not interested in how much drive you have. It will make you work. This is why people do not like Saturn much. It is neutral towards Jupiter. Now this plays out in different ascendants in a different way. <coughs> Let's quickly go through them. For the Aries ascendant, which is governed by Mars in the ascendant, the enemy planets will just go through the enemy. You can watch my YouTube channel for the rest. The enemy houses would be number 3 and number 6. Why? Because they are ruled by Mercury. Right? Number 3 and number 6 houses. For the Taurus ascendant, the enemy houses will be number 3 and number 4. Because they are governed by Sun and Moon. For Gemini Ascendant, the enemy houses will be number 2 because it is governed by Moon and Gemini is in the Ascendant ruled by Mercury. Number 4 falls in number 2. Okay, Please go through my YouTube channel otherwise it will get very confusing. So in Cancer Ascendant, because it is governed by Moon, it has no enemies anywhere else because it's neutral to most and it's just got friends. Remember, moon has got only friends and it's neutral towards other signs. It's the only ascendant, cancer ascendant, which does not have any enemical triggers. Leo ascendant, the enemies will be places of Venus, which is third house, which is Libra, tenth house, which is Taurus, 11th house which is Saturn sorry 7th house where Aquarius falls which is governed by Saturn and the 6th house which is governed by Saturn <coughs> Capricorn so these are all lots of enemies right? Leo ascendant then comes Virgo ascendant which is governed by Mercury so the enemy house will be only moon rest are friends and neutral the enemy house will be the 11th house, social media networks, etc. for Virgo. For Libra Ascendant, the enemy houses will be the houses of Moon and of Sun. So that will be the 11th house of social networks and the 10th house of career for the Librans. Next, which comes on our list is Scorpio. <clears throat> for the Scorpio Ascendants, the enemy sign, because they are ruled by Mars, 
would be Mercury, that is number 3 and number 6, which fall in the 8th house and the 11th house. For the Scorpions, natural enemies would be their in-laws and uh, intimacy issues after marriage and then um, social networks. Okay. For the Sagittarius Ascendants, because it is ruled by Jupiter, it looks at houses of occupied by Venus as enemies and Mercury as enemies. So its enemy becomes seventh house of spouse, sixth house of daily work, and eleventh house of social networks. That becomes the enemy of Sagittarius people. These are the trigger points. <coughs> Understand and look at these as the energy of the ascendant which looks at the others as trigger points. Next comes as Capricorn ascendant which is ruled by Saturn. So obviously the sun is the enemy, Mars is the enemy which we looked at before. So where does it fall now? For the Capricorn ascendants, Mars falls in Aries in fourth house. That's the enemy, home and family, spouse, which is 7th house, ruled by moon. Life after marriage, intimacy and sexual issues, that's the enemy for the Capricorn ascendant. They don't have much of intimacy in them. And for the 11th house of social networks, that's where the enemies come from. That's a trigger point. <coughs> the Aquarius ascendant, again ruled by Saturn, this falls in 3rd house, skills, hobbies. Then on the 10th house of work, 7th house of spouse, 4th house of daily work. For Pisces, the last one of the signs, it falls in the 7th house of spouse because it is ruled by Jupiter, so enemy is Mercury and it falls in fourth house of home and family and second house of uh, sorry third house of skills and eighth house of intimacy sexual issues sudden changes and so on and so on so let me just finish with this so this has become too much extended already it's quite a lot so if you have any questions if you need to discuss message me on Facebook I'll be glad to have a discussion with you on Zoom or otherwise it's an interesting topic which can be explored a lot in depth the concept of friends and enemies as per Vedic astrology <coughs> natural friends and enemies because the energy of the ascendant is where the vantage point of a person's self looks from it's where the ego looks from just remember that one crucial element it's what is inside the predominant energy of what is in the self or in the head and how it perceives the rest of the areas of a person's life that's all it comes down to folks okay and if you consider donating I'd be glad to have some money and link is there in my RSS podcast you can donate PayPal you can also check out my YouTube channel. As I said, go to the All About Relationships playlist on my YouTube channel and I will explain this figuratively, ascendant by ascendant and what it means, what it happens to the theme of a person's life for every ascendant. That's the theme. The theme is like a house. Okay. 
different rooms of a house. It's the living room, it's the bedroom, it's the kitchen, the bathroom, etc., etc. The house is the same. The themes will be the same, irrespective of where the planets are placed. So this will play out. This is where you got to watch for the trigger points. Everyone, if they understand this properly, that's my idea of bringing this knowledge forth. If they understand this properly, it will help them in understanding their triggers. Where are my triggers coming from? Understand them and learn to step back. Don't engage too much in those areas because those are your enemy points. Engage more with the friendlies and the neutrals. Alright? Take care, be safe and have a great day.